Welcome to Texas Hockey Talk, presented by Dallas Hockey Fans. Hello again, everybody. This is Bubbles, the host and founder of Dallas Hockey Fans, the largest social hub for all things Dallas Stars on social media. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as this podcast on Apple and Spotify. Welcome to another episode of Texas Hockey Talk. This is your host, Bubbles, founder of Dallas Hockey Fans. Glad to have all you guys and girls here with us on another journey as we talk about what's going on in Dallas Stars land. There's been a heck of a lot going on this season so far. And at the end of this November run, um, we're going to get back on the train and take a look at uh, how the team's doing. So to do this tonight, I can't do this alone. There is, is a really big responsibility to get you guys updated. So my two colleagues tonight, Jimbo uh, from far away, I believe in Mansfield, and then uh, Mr. Brando, our uh, helpful admin on Dallas Hockey Fans, as a lot of you guys already know. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for coming on. Uh, why don't you introduce yourselves real quick? Brando, you first. Um, what's I some background you for you? having me, man. Uh, good yeah, to be man. back for another pod. Um, really excited to, to get to talk about and what's happened in November, some of the other big news that's happened, you know, recently with the stars and um, looking forward to to more podcasts in the future and more stars dubs. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, glad to have you. Been doing a great job on a lot of the game updates the past couple of years, so just appreciate all your your help growing this thing to what it is today. Absolutely. Jimbo, how about yourself? You're newer to the show. Um, you've Yes, made a few sir. guest appearances last season, but uh, yeah, welcome to mostly here for comic relief. Uh, yes. Yeah, thanks, man. Good to be back on with you. Um, yeah, mostly uh, I'm just the like the court jester uh, coming to you from sunny Agtown. That's Arlington for those who don't know. I grew up in Mansfield, but live in Arlington now. Um, yeah, I'm a lifelong Stars fan, I'd say. Uh, well, at least since you know I was about ten or eleven when they won the the cup, and of course it was easy to jump on the bandwagon at that point. Um, I'm not a season ticket holder or anything. I do get to, uh, you know, maybe five to 10 games per year uh, when I can, just depends on the season. Um, I remember after we lost to the blues in the, in uh, the playoffs, I think that was game six of whatever series that was on Cinco de Mayo a couple years ago. I, uh, seven, I, well, trounced, right. No, yeah, we lost, we got killed in game seven, but game six was at home, and, like, I had oh, tickets yeah. to that game with some friends, and I, I totally um, – uh, I grabbed a beer can off the sidewalk and tried to spike it on the ground, and little did I know it was kind of, like, cracked open, and I sliced my hand open, and so I was bleeding all over the place. So that's fun. That's a little bit oh. of me as a Stars fan. Um, so but, you hate uh, the Blues, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, buck the Flues, as I say. Is this uh, what, What's the rating on this pod? Is it PG-13? Is it R-rated? Is it X-rated? Uh, e oh, for everyone. Mind. GMI. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of any, of all things St. Louis, let's say. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm getting off uh, on a diatribe here. But, yeah, good to be back on, and I'm excited about, you know, uh, the big things the Stars are doing this year. And a great voice for radio, ladies and gentlemen. So we are, we are blessed this evening. I know, right? I was about to say, that that is a voice born for radio right there. Yeah, I get that a lot. Um, you know, I haven't quit my day job yet, uh, but maybe one day, you know, I, I did – some some lessons a couple years ago in kind of like the voiceover uh, arena, and they wanted two thousand dollars to cut a demo 
uh, after I was done because I'm like, hey, let me let me think about it and get back to you because um, it was you know seemed expensive at the time. Then I instead went to uh, pilot school and got my uh, pilot license, which costs a lot more than that. But uh, you know, hopefully one day that will be my my day job. But for now, still just you know working at the bank, doing the living the dream. Yeah, and take some private flights to the Stars mm-hmm. Road Games going forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. Place. I'll I'll jump in the Cessna. I'll be I'll be there in uh, eighteen hours wherever they're going. <laughs> yeah, going up to Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> day game. Exactly. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, guys, great to have you. Let's jump in here. The news of the day, really out of left field. I think you guys would agree. Jim Neal announces that we've signed Rupe Hints to a long eight-year deal, eight by eight million. Um, he was going to be our biggest free agent coming up uh, after this season. So the fact that he's already closed out and that storyline's over before it even began, uh, truly remarkable and a really great uh, proactive move by, by Mr. Nil in the front office. So he was making his rounds on the, the radio stations today. It was kind of cool to hear his voice and hear a lot of the, the hosts just talk hockey for a little bit. Um, so a story like that definitely should lead the show. Um, Rupe, I, I feel like, has been kind of second fiddle to, to the likes of Jamie Ben and, and Miro and um, of course Robertson this year, mm-hmm. but he's still a really key cog to this team. So uh, Jimbo, what are your thoughts on, you know, what this means for the team going forward and, and how important the signing is? Yeah. I mean, for, you know, what I would consider to be elite or darn near close to, you know, being elite two way uh, center, uh, at his age, what he's only, I think, 20, like he just turned 26 here, it looks like. And at that cap figure, um, I mean, it's, you know, less than a, a lot of old veterans are getting. I mean, heck, it's less than uh, I believe than Jamie and Tyler are getting. And I know they've been around a lot. You know, those those contracts at the time seem like uh, they were going to be anchors and they still, you know, they aren't looking that way so much now. But anyway, I guess, you know, adjusted for uh, inflation and everything as the years have gone by, I am, you know, pleasantly surprised they were able to get Rupe at, at a cap figure like that and yeah it's it's exciting I was wondering I mean do you guys think that the parade is going to start like at the AAC and kind of head up north like along McKinney Avenue or do you think okay, they're going to go okay. like, down south like by the grassy knoll area <laughs> okay I'm sorry but I mean the, the, the old Dallas mayor during what the Mavs run 2006 mm-hmm. oh yeah did that 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 didn't work out well so let's let's not my jump man Ron here. Kirk I think that was it but yeah yeah yeah, whoever was. Yeah, I was planning the parade early, and yeah, we we got Dwayne Wade, as mm-hmm. uh, some would say. So. Oh God, excuse me, I'm 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 out, guys. I'm gonna I gotta go throw up real quick. I'll be back in three oh. hours. <laughs> sorry to upset yeah. you there, but um, but yeah, Rupe twenty six. Uh, he weighs in at two fifteen, height six three. So I mean, he's a great, great physical asset on the ice, and obviously he's got the skating and scoring ability. Uh, we've seen the past couple years. But uh, Brando to sign him, you know, at age 26, that's really a prime year to do a long-term deal, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, getting into getting into the end of the contract in the the you know younger part of the 30s, um, you're really getting the prime years of a guy like him, right? Um, and not only is he, I mean, he's a point of game player offensively, right, or close to it, which is great. Um, but yep. being able to do all the things he does defensively, and then adding on top of it the fact that he skates like the wind and he's got a wrist shot that could rival just about anybody in the league besides Jason Robertson Um, at that cap figure. I love it. I mean, you you look at a cap figure like that. If he has another good year, he could be commanding maybe just a little bit less, you know, what Robertson's going to 
command on his next contract. So um, to lock him down for eight years at that cap figure. Um, one thing I did notice was that once his, once his new contract comes into effect, um, two really big names come off the books, right? So that's, that's Pavelski and that's, um, uh, that's, that's Dobby, right? So I'm interested to not only see what, um, uh, what he does or, or what Rupe does, you know, moving forward, but, are we going to re-sign somebody like Pavs? If we do, what's the number there, right? Because I still like him with this team. He's still producing, but um, overall, great contract, in my opinion. Big for the Stars. That's a good point. The Pavelski thing, I mean, what, what do you guys think? Is that is that indicative that Pavelski's done after this year? Or? Well, might be done with the Stars. I don't know. I mean, I, I would like to be wrong, but it, it's because, you know, he made, I think, seven and a half last season then he re-signed for five and a half this year so if it keeps trending down like maybe he'll sign next year for three and a half or or less uh you know that would be nice i i don't know uh for sure what the number is i believe the salary cap is supposed to be going up a little bit next year if i'm not mistaken uh so but you know we also have to fill out the bottom of the roster guys like you know kivy ronta and glenn denning um you know which on one hand, they're replaceable, but you still have to pay whoever you're replacing them an actual salary right. that's going to go against the cap. So, yeah, it remains to be seen. Um, you know, I think we all, uh, or for the last couple of years, we've known that, you know, kind of it was going to be a big number when we had to re-sign these guys, you know, uh, uh, Rupe and, and Robertson. I, To be honest, to get the two of those guys for, you know, what, 17-ish million total, uh, I mean, I, I feel like that's probably less if you would have asked me uh, six months ago or, or a year ago, what I thought they were going to sign. For. Well, maybe not a year. That's a bad example. Cause that was before uh robo went out yeah. there and dropped 40 on everybody, but it's definitely, months, uh, I think six months, nil nil has uh, found a way to, to squeeze, um, you know, the most out of his dollar. It seems like once again, he seems to have a knack for that other yeah. than, you know, the Ben and Sagan contracts at, at the time people were mad, but they seem to be doing a little better now. Ben and Sagan contract. Ben's actually playing yeah. up to his contract currently, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I have to say, Jim yeah. Nils cap gymnastics, just dancing that fine line of, hey, am I over? Am I under? Just being right at it is pretty spectacular. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you don't really see a lot of teams in the league get up to just $0 in cap space left, right? Um, yeah. You're usually just way under. Um, and, and, and what he's doing with the cap space is insane. And I think what Jamie Ben is doing right now is absolutely insane too. He's finally playing up to that contract that he, that he commanded a, a few years back, but maybe not playing up to it. Right. But getting really, really darn close as a, as opposed to what he's done in the past few seasons. So, uh, maybe it's a product of, of the new system, right? Maybe it's a product of playing with two young and up and coming, uh, kids and, and Wyatt Johnston and, and, um, yeah, who's who 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 else is on his line? Ty? Ty it, uh, yeah, I think Delandria. Delandria. Yeah. Wyatt Johnson and Ty Delandria. Which let's I think we should shout that line out for the last game against the Blues because they were oh yeah. Since were they not? They're they're a oh yeah. We'll really dissect them here once we look at November. But um it, it is interesting, like you said, uh, Brando, that the yeah, the two con or um yeah, that the Rupe would get the upgrade that basically is what Pavelski's money five and a half. So Rupe's at three point one basically right now, jumps up to eight point five. Um, 
yeah, that's just about all Pavelski's money. So um, we're at zero cap space right now. I think just about a million if you want to get exact. So somebody's going to have to move if uh, we keep Pavelski, but Gariano's off the books next year too. Um, and that's 2.9 million right now. So, Oh yes, you're could, right. Yeah. I could see like Gurionov and Luke Glendinning's also another 1.5 that's off the books next season. I could see someone like Pavelski taking like maybe a, a, a one for four, you know what I mean? Like take 4 million for a year, right. Just to stay in yeah. Dallas. Cause he's, I mean, he's older, right. Um, probably doesn't want to move his family again to another city. Um, and my, and I, I have, this is me talking, um, and, and also knowing that I am not in his head. I have no idea what he's, he's thinking, but <laughs> I can imagine, right. Like I wouldn't want to move again. Um, we, yeah. we could make him fit in. I, I would see for another year, honestly. Yeah. He yeah. just wants I, to be somewhere so. where they can win. And it seems like, you know, they, he can win here, you know, and I don't know what other team that's going to have cap spaces that he would be more inclined to go sign <laughs> necessarily well, next year. Well, and the fact too, he is basically Wyatt Johnston's father here. Um, it's true. His wife, you know, took him in. Uh, now that he's made the team, that's, that's he is kind the of official hockey dad of the Dallas Stars. We just yes. go tell Wyatt Johnston if, like, he's gonna test free agency after this year. Just tell Wyatt to go up to him, be like, "Dad, please don't leave." You know, give him the puppy <laughs> dad. And, and, you know. Dad. <laughs> dad. Dad, no, don't go. I don't make enough for Dallas. I, I'm only making a million yeah. a year, pops. I can't afford. Yeah, I, I can't afford to to rent you know a, a one bedroom or one and a half bath uh, you know luxury apartment on on McKinney or on on Ruth or or wherever. I can't afford it. It's only three thousand dollars a month. You know, he's gonna need a maybe on his next contract he can afford that. But I mean, right. at eight ninety four k, you can still get a pretty decent mm-hmm. contract. Uh, decent, yeah, but but decent. we're talking luxury. That these guys deserve the best. But he won't be able to go to, you know, shop at Whole Foods all the time. I mean, if you've been to the grocery store lately, it's kind of rough out there. Yeah, the groceries are expensive these days. <laughs> yeah, the lines at HEB are a bit ridiculous right now. I uh, ordered $105 worth of groceries the other day, and <laughs> when they got delivered, it was like three bags. So I was like, oh, wow. oh no, <laughs> that's sad. And me and the wife went to Trader Joe's uh, a couple days ago, $187. Now... To be fair, we bought a lot of crap, and it was all really good, at least what we've had of it so far. But anyway, this has been Grocery Talk on the on. Texas Hockey <laughs> on Talk. Texas Hockey <laughs> Talk. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, Rupe, I think, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a pinnacle part of the team in that top line. If you can keep those two together, at least Robertson and Hintz for the long term, I think those two have a lot of great uh, chemistry together, so – um, mm-hmm. super exciting, super out of nowhere. And now we won't have the same panic as we did, uh, over this past summer with the Robertson and Otter, uh, song. Yeah. We'll Let's say. not relive that, you know, that was, with, it, with another player. Anytime. A lot so of questions. Yeah. yeah. That was a bunch of WTF is happening with the stars this summer. I mean, we really, I, I feel like the stars went into this season just like, everybody even non-stars fans like what the heck is going to happen with the stars this year they're either going to be a cup contender or a contender for a lottery pick right it it was just like where are the expectations and headline fire sale right and everything kind of just happened right at the right at the beginning or the eve of the season and and now they're looking pretty good yeah had a great november too so with the rupee thing i i I guess it really 
was a surprise to me. I thought that after, and you know, I guess I should probably read the CBA to understand this better. I thought after the first like month of the season, you couldn't, you know, do any more extensions uh, with players. I thought there was some sort of deadline uh, like that. And so then, you know, after Thanksgiving and then all of a sudden, Oh, we just, you know, signed Rupe Ants to an eight year uh, extension. I was pleasantly surprised. I don't think that there's a, I think you can extend your own players while they're under contract in at any given time of the season. I could be wrong though. I actually have no idea what those. There's a Christmas dead period where you can't make trades or do anything. <clears throat> I have the Christmas week. armistice. Yeah, sorry, that's that's a that's wow, a very that, deep reference. That was that was a heck of a reference. <laughs> I mean, that was see, Brando and Jimbo are about the same age, so they can they can do these yes. kind of things. I'm, we were I'm, around back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, the old talk. I don't like it. That's I'm why sorry. you know me. The younger part. Me and Jamie Ben are the days. same age, so I, I do kind of root for him, and I'm glad that he seems to be on the rebound. So that's been God, good. God, you're that old. Man. What is yes. Thirty. Hate to break it to you. Thirty-three. Okay. Well, I'm. I mean. I'm 30, so I'm not that old. I'm yeah, older. not yet. I back in when when I was your age, man. Let me tell you something. Anyway. Please, tell me, Grandpa. Give me- <laughs> I yeah. remember him at 30 when he was first dating, uh, you know, my friend, and three years later, it worked out pretty cool. Yeah, with a different girl, but uh, yeah. Oh wait, no, it's just, you know the the girl he's wait. with now. Wait, <laughs> or was it you talking about the other girl? Because I, I know somebody who knows somebody who you know was good friends with that last girl that uh, Jamie dated. I, I won't uh, you know divulge any other details, but uh, you know I, I just have connections. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Nice. Oh no, I was t- I was talking about your girl. I, m- yeah. I remember you three years ago. And uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's um, yeah. Three years ago, yeah that 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 was that was the right one. Yeah, because we've been together for four, a little over four years now. So right, yeah, right. Every, everything's good on that front for, for anyone listening. Yeah, you know, everybody's like, oh, you've reached yeah. the, the peak at 30. But I don't know, I've met people before mm-hmm. and after they hit that hill and they're doing just fine. Yeah. Except like one See, person I know. <laughs> Except exactly. like one person. They didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Except like one person I know. They're doing pretty horribly right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, th- 30 hit them Incarcerated, you know, on math, whatever. <laughs> working multiple jobs paying off their debt can't Calling sleep sick to all those jobs yeah i got you yeah drinking the fight the pain oh yeah yeah just one all the other guys you're doing great yeah you're doing great so i'm proud <laughs> of you well that's old people talk um yeah mm-hmm. so rupe welcome glad you're here uh let's move on Well, the month of November has been quite amazing for this team. Uh, the month of October was very successful as well. If you combine them both, you see the Stars are sitting at the top of their division, uh, just about at the quarter mark of the season. Um, I'll just stop right there. Did either of you guys have that going into this thing? Because I was probably guessing they'd be in a wild card spot at this point. I mean, again, I think what I was saying earlier, I had no idea what to expect from this team at the start of the season. Um, and and I've got to say, w- not having any sort of expectation or not knowing what the expectation should be and then them performing like they have now, I'm pleasantly surprised. And I'm happy 
I'm a happy Stars fan right now. Happiness is not allowed. This is this is Dallas. You know, happiness and and sports do not typically go uh, hand in hand. Um, but the uh, yeah, skeptic I, def- has entered the chat. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, again, when you're as old as me and you've seen enough, uh, you know, been disappointed as many times as I have. But no, I'm I'm just kidding. It's uh, everything's all uh, sunshine and, and roses right now. The stars are uh, doing great. They're in first place. The uh, Cowboys could be in first place if not for those uh, pesky Eagles. But still, I like you know the way they're playing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm very, very happy that, uh, you know, the stars are currently first in the standings. I, I definitely didn't expect it. Um, you know, Colorado coming off the of Stanley cup, I thought they might, well, I still thought they had enough horses to be, um, you know, in first place at this point in the season I, or Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota had a pretty good year last year, even though they flamed out in the playoffs as they always do, but yeah. of them, but, uh, you know, Winnipeg is surprising that they're, you know, I really didn't think they would amount to much of anything. They, you know, brought in the corpse of uh, Ricky Bones to, you know, try to steer the ship there. And I was, you know, that still boggles my mind, even though they're uh, playing decently well right now. I, I don't think it's going to last. Um, and then the other thing that's been surprising to me is how bad St. Louis has been, you know, even before the Stars, you know, beat the brakes. Uh, off of them uh, yesterday I, they just really have been stru- scuffling this year I mean, but we've seen them start slow and then you know unfortunately mount a charge later in the year so hopefully they uh, they don't do that this time but I mean yeah you know these games one through 23 count just as much as games you know 60 through 82 so you know it's it's really important to stack up all these wins now so they're not you know really scuffling to try to hang on to a wild card spot once you know we get to to March and April, I'd rather just, you know, have it, uh, have it wrapped up and we can start, you know, worrying about who we're going to play instead of if we're going to get to play anybody at all in the playoffs. So it's, it's good to get point. these wins early. Yeah. That's a great and From the fan point. perspective, that, that hustle in the second half of the year, that gets tiring, right? Mm-hmm. We've done that so many times. Oh, are they going to make the walk or oh, they got to beat exactly. these three teams and these guys got to leave? No, let's go back yeah. to the 2015, 16 season where we kicked everybody's ass. We said, this is Dallas. Yeah. We're going to run over you. Here, let's take the one seed in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to have a great time. Let's have a yeah. season like that where they're not the cardiac kids coming back from a, a goal down in the third period every single freaking night and going to overtime. Yeah. And win, right. I mean, it's been a breath of fresh air to get to watch the stars and see them winning on a consistent basis, right. Or just being a lot more consistent. Um, and, and honestly, uh, again, I'm going to go back to the new system, man. I, I just, I love the new, the new system, the creative freedom they have on offense. Maybe if we stop taking so many freaking penalties and, and, yeah. uh, yeah, that's a bit of an issue. Yeah. It's Cause they're so passionate on offense. They're just oh, so yeah. aggressive out there. Yeah. Yeah. Would it surprise you to see that the stars are third in the league right now in the and that's the National Hockey League in uh goal differential? It's pretty amazing. You know, yeah, it's pretty they incredible. they've got all this offense and but they're not, you know, giving up uh an inordinate Defense. amount of goals at the other end. So yeah. I mean, pretty much everything that DeBoer said during the you know, when he was making the rounds and the media and stuff before the season and, you know, in the press conference last year and, uh, you know, pretty much everything he said is, has been true. I mean, they, you know, he has a system that they managed to, you know, extract the most offense that they can while not completely, you know, sacrificing defense. And, if, you know, like you said, Brando, if not for all these penalties, I mean, who knows, we might have the best goal differential in the league. We might be, uh, you know, running away with it 
instead of just, I mean, we're in first place now in the, in the uh, central, but you know, we might be absolutely running away with it if we had, you know, kept a few more out of the net on the power play or penalty kill, I should say. I mean, getting into stats, you know, what's fun to see is the fact that power play percentage stars are third in the league. Penalty kill wow. percentage stars are third in the league. Face-off win percentage stars are third in the league. I mean, mm. I love a good face-off win. Three is a lucky number here for the stars, <laughs> right? See you, John Klingberg. We're getting our, our threes elsewhere here. I mean, it, <laughs> it's it's nice to see that the the offense is humming. Um, I would say that our penalty kill percentage is a direct um, – it's is a direct result from being literally we're the we're the most penalized team in the league by by a good margin we just are um that hasn't been the stars in recent years right but i mean sacrifice taking a few penalties to make a few more plays maybe i don't know it just it seems like the the offense is is really humming and clicking and and so is robo right i mean what a november this kid's having um move over connor mcdavid we got a new leading <laughs> league goal scorer, right? Um, pretty incredible stuff that kid's doing in November, like along with Jamie Ben. To have, you know, the years we've had with, with Ben and Sagan as the core and, and Klingberg uh, for a good part of it too, and then kind of a rotation of goalies and other role players, uh, Radulov for a bit, Patrick Eves for a bit. That's really just been the Ben and Sagan show, right, plus other people. But now you've got this new core, this new really good core of Robertson and Hintz and Miro and then to lesser extent Ski and Ben Sagan right. are still here. Yeah. But the fact yeah. you've got these new guys like taking over the reins, this is their team now. This is Robertson's team. And Ben and Sagan are just kind of in the background who Sagan's still, you know, trying to recover from injuries and, and he's got his battles going on. But Jamie Ben finding new life, living up act and and being a force on this team yet again. It, it's truly remarkable, his turnaround. And I think a lot of it, would you guys say, A, is the system, but B, is that he doesn't have to be the guy. It's less mental pressure. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely feels that way. I mean, just looking at his numbers, he's playing about two minutes a game less than last year. Um, you know, he's wow. pretty clearly playing third line. You know, he, he's a third line guy now. Like, he's not he's not a top two line guy because we've got enough scores up yeah. there that can that can fill that role and DeBoer is yeah. not trying to kind of fit a square peg in a round hole in the, in the same way that that you know uh, bonus was in those last couple of years but yeah I mean it's it's really interesting to me he's, he's playing you know less minutes and yet he's uh well, he's got 26 points on the year he had 46 all of last year and so I mean he's he's gonna he should shatter that the way things are going right now he's got it, it has helped. points in the month of November alone yeah. Just, Doesn't that uh, lead the league? Uh, he's second to you guessed it, Jason Robertson. It's, uh, it's oh, totally mind yeah. bottling, as, uh, as Chaz Michael Michaels would say. My mind is in a bottle right now. Yeah, it's like things are so crazy, your thoughts get trapped in your head like they're in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll I mean, help that... keep him healthy too. You know, I mean, he played all eighty-two last year, which I I was you know uh, I wouldn't have bet on that necessarily, but. That's I mean, a fun he's shown fact. he's a pretty durable guy, and and he's you know he's played all twenty three this year, uh, and then you know playing less minutes, you know it should get him 
uh, you know, a little bit less responsibility. It should get him, you know, even closer to playing all 82 again this year. And, you know, we're going to need him all the way through. It's remarkable, though. I mean, he was he's been dead to rights for the past, what, three, four yeah. years. Yeah. He's just not look like himself. He looks hurt. He looks old. He looks slow. But um, Jim Nell on the radio today talking about the Rupe signing. They asked him about Jamie's resurgence. And he's like, yeah, he had a good summer. Hit some really good workouts. Um, I think a new girlfriend as well, which always helps. Yeah. Um, and One thing that hasn't made a resurgence is uh i'm sorry to interrupt you one thing that mm-hmm. hasn't made a resurgence is jamie's hair because it never left it is still glorious it is still uh Great head of hair. You know, he yeah. was rocking the man bun there you know the yeah. preseason thick lettuce right there yeah mm-hmm. it yep. almost doesn't even seem real i mean mine it, it's more it's more kind of like uh sagan but like after the game sagan where it's all messy you know that that's kind of you know what, oh, what yeah. i'm dealing with right now but unless uh-huh. i put a lot of gel in it but i i mean i think jamie probably goes through about you know, three, three tubes of hair gel, uh, you know, one, one for warmups, one, you know, during the game and then another one, you know, to put on after the game. So, you know, for interviews and whatnot, but still, I mean, yeah. if it, 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 it still, it looks good, I guess. I yeah. did see, by the way, that there are, I, I guess I heard this on, on the radio, but I didn't see the, the press release, but the NHL is actually going to ban the, or the whole doing the warm up without a helmet. You know, because obviously uh, guys like Ben and Sagan love to do that. You know, just let the let the lettuce uh, flow while they're out there skating around and just hot dogging it and, you know, shooting pucks, uh, you know, bar down and all that. But apparently the NHL is going to make you put on your helmet when you're doing warm-ups now. Yeah, I'm sure something happened lame. in a junior game or somewhere in, deep in yeah. Canada um, where somebody got hurt maybe or there's been a few close calls. And, um, yeah, it's a safety thing. I mean, yeah. The NHL, no fun league. Oh, wait, that doesn't work. Wait a minute. That doesn't. Yeah. That's the wrong letters. The no having fun league. Uh, well, anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll work on that. Close enough. We've always been able to celebrate yeah. our scores in the NHL. Exactly. <laughs> but just November itself, right? I mean, it, it, it's kind of crazy to look at two months into, or, yeah, two months into the season. Who's up there? Number one's New Jersey, who's had one of the. Who, has had the best month as far as number of wins ever in November. By um, your favorite and... Dallas Stars head coach, Lindy Ruff, right? Yes. Oh, Lindy is hanging out in the coast, uh, having a great time. <laughs> he was with the New York mm-hmm. Rangers for a few years as an assistant and somehow landed this job. Um, people and then who's in second back place? Old retread coaches, I guess. Yeah. Um, on that point. The second yeah. place team in the NHL is the Boston Bruins. Who's their coach? The guy looked kind of familiar. Hmm. Maybe he used to coach oh, for the Monty. Stars. Yeah. Didn't I see him outside a bar, kind of tipsy one time? Uh, uh, you probably. probably did. Maybe. Most and, uh, like that him. may be why you don't see him around bars around here anymore, or have have something to do. Or with in it. a bar in general. I don't anymore. know. We'll never yeah, it was like know. December 2019, I think. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, selfishly, I can't wait until, you know, it's kind of like the, oh, the the JFK investigation, everything, like how it's it's been sealed forever. Like maybe in like 50 years from now, if, if I make it that long, they'll unseal, you know, the records about what actually happened with Jim Montgomery in Dallas. I, I would I would be dying to know. Jim or of Nelson course, I might have actually died by that point. But, yeah. <laughs> what they did you do? Have know. We have to know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for 55 years on this ground I that I know. stand now. 
the unthinkable act took place. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll never know. Or will we? Or will we? Maybe he did uh, something on the grassy knoll. That would be ironic. That would be ironic. Yeah, you know I mean, he was in crazy? town, right? So I'm looking at these November numbers from like Robo and Ben. Robo's been a plus eight. Ben's been a plus ten. Ben's played an average of 15, 15 minutes of ice time every game. That's by far the lowest out of anybody in like the top twenty. It's crazy that he said. Yeah. Those are quality minutes, as Razor would say. Quality minutes. Just eating good minutes. Yeah. Spitting out goals and assists. Been highly efficient. You know, I was looking at that. It's not to be like a, a Debbie Downer here, but like Robo and Ben, their, their shooting percentage is like almost 20 right now. Can they keep that going? I don't know. I mean, it seems, I mean, that's the highest on the team. I know that they're, you know, they, they both got really good wrist shots. So that's, you know, I guess maybe to be expected somewhat, but I, I just hope that that doesn't like, you know, crash down by like three or four or five percentage points, you know, as the year goes on. And then that might mean that they're not, <laughs> the the team is going to have to look for goals elsewhere. Sagan on the other end is shooting like 9%. So he, he's got the other, the other end of the spectrum, but you know, he's also, wow. you know, hasn't taken quite as many shots as those guys. So who, who would you guys say is your MVP of the month? right now is it jamie is it robo or is it somebody we're not even talking about oh gosh i think i mean it's close right like robo's got got him on points but Mm -hmm. i mean jamie's right there he's got jamie's a plus 10 he's a little a little bit better plus minus with you know almost three minutes less of ice time i mean i'd still probably lean towards robo he's you know almost tied for the league in points leading the league in goals I mean, that filthy snipe he had last night against St. Louis just reminded the oh, entire I, I league. I fell out of my chair. It was so nasty. It was it not yeah. only was that goal nasty, but so was Jamie Benn's uh his lines goal. I think Delandria finished it, but my goodness, was that not the most beautiful like just art art of passing display you've ever seen? I mean, uh, since that that game what against uh Nashville earlier early in the season? Or I think it was uh, yeah. Robo's line where they just tic-tac-toed it. I mean, it was a tic tac Oh, the first game? Yeah. yeah. It was one of the most beautiful goals I've ever seen. And then Jamie Benn's line tries to do it again. But I'm thinking Robo, slightly Robo. But I'm going to give Jamie Benn a strong honorable mention here. Strong. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, Robo, I, I was real worried after he signed the contract it was going to be a situation where he didn't didn't really produce right away. And even those first couple, like, it, I mean, not a lot of time, what it was uh, one or two games or three games before he finally scored. And then, uh, you know, since then he's just been off to the races. And to, to, at this point in the season to have 19 goals, yeah, I mean, what, what is he going to finish with? I mean, shoot, he could get at, at that pace, he could get 60 goals. He's on pace um, for, I believe it's 128 points this year. That'd be absolutely yeah. insane. Absolutely yeah. would shatter Mike Madonna's team record. Who? Yeah. If people follow Dallas hockey fans. We ruffled some feathers earlier this year, comparing Robertson's start to the season to a Mike Madano. In uh, I believe 1993, the first season the Stars were here, he had 96 points, and Robo was on a hot pace early, and that initial post really uh, brought out a lot of the Madano loyalists. And um, I, I hate to say it, but, but Robertson, you know, breaks that record. Yeah. 
he he's going to really be on a step to create a huge legacy here in Dallas that could could equal or get close to Mike Madonna someday. You know what's most yeah. important about that? They're both American. All right? They're both American. USA. 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 Go home, Iran. Iran can't handle this bread, baby. Go home, Iran. And Iran. Iran all night. No, it was anyway. Yeah, back to your country. Out. Yeah. They ran across the Gulf of Oman back to Iran, where they came from. Damn straight. Got him. Uh, no, t- but, the Persian yeah. Gulf. I'm sorry, not the Gulf of Oman. That's a little bit uh, further east. Oh come on! That, you just insulted. Sorry, me. I, just had to, I had to reference my map. I pride You're myself get on my geography, guys. I'm sorry. You're getting a ten well, game ban. Geography failed us all. Damn. My bad. Hey, but let me tell you guys about Saskatoon and uh, Regina and other you know random Canadian cities. Dead horse. Um, what did you just say? White horse. Anyway, Regina. Regina. What? Yeah, I've got a I've got a family friend that lives up in Regina, Saskatchewan. Yeah, I love is Regina. It, yeah, is it dark what? up there or what? You get a lot of sun. Been. I never been. Oh, it's kind of dark. Somebody lives there. Doesn't smell great. <laughs> a lot of snow. <laughs> it's kind of dark. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> it's Canada, man. Wait, hey, what, what, what do you think we're talking about? Ready for everything. Yeah, the, right? the winters are very long. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cows out there, you know, the, the pastures and, you know, there's a lot of uh, manure in the air. I mean, that's, that's why it doesn't smell great. I mean, come on, man. It's, it probably sounds like it smells like Amarillo. Sorry if you're a Stars fan listening from Amarillo. Boom. <laughs> no, they, they don't have internet out man. there, so they're probably not listening. <laughs> Amarillo's Just taking kidding. shots left and right. Yeah. Just that's kidding, Amarillo. We love Beautiful you and, and your 72-ounce steaks. a little bad. Okay. Beautiful town, great people. Just smells a little mm-hmm. off. That's all. I'll say. <laughs> no, but I think I think going back to what you're saying about Robertson's start, I do remember the first couple of games being like, "Uh oh, is he having that like contract hangover?" And since yeah. then, I mean, like it, it's it's not it's not unfair to say he might actually be the front runner for the heart as of right now. The heart trophy, as of right now, in my opinion, could easily go to Jason Robertson. And Brando, what is the Hart Trophy for those newer to the awards? League MVP, most valuable player to his team, Mr. Jason Robertson. I mean, is there anybody more valuable to the Stars organization player-wise than Jason Robertson right now? Like, who else is the most valuable player to their team to that degree across any other team in the NHL? Yeah, I think to wrap up the MVP talk, um, I think we're right. Robertson, without a doubt, just comes in clutch. Yeah, uh, throws in the big goals and it throws in a lot of goals too. Leads the league, of course. Um, then Jamie Ben, yeah, my notable mention. But man, I would put Miro up there as well. Watching him play defense, I get he's not always on the board, but if you you know see him when he comes on the ice, if, if you at home, literally stand up, watch your TV, and just follow follow Miro. Even put your finger on the TV and just watch him. Watch how quick he is and how he disrupts plays with the stick. He doesn't have to use the body. He's such a smart player, and teams have such trouble going around him or through him because he just knows what the play is, and he knows where to be at. So he, he's he ultra smart. He well. His hand-eye on the power play as well. ridiculous. I've never seen a, a player have better hand-eye coordination than Miro. Yeah, for There's sure. And he's just so Robotic. understated. 
it is. It's like if you're not actively like trying to pay, like the, the commentators don't usually have to call his name that much, which tells you as a defenseman that he's doing his job right. But not like in a, you know, Esa Lindell way where, you know, he's just a big stay at home defenseman. He's not going to not going to be too flashy or anything. He'll occasionally chip in a goal on like a, a lucky shot from the point or whatever. Speaking of uh, Lindell, that is. But no, Miro, yeah. he's a he's he's a joy. to. I mean, it's I, re, I still can't believe our, our luck that we, you know, were able to get the third uh, pick in the in the lottery that year in order to be able to draft him. And, the you know, the Colorado fans. So Kale McCarr is better and Kale McCarr is great too, but that I'm not sad for one second that, you know, we got uh, Miro, you know, I mean, would I love to have Kale McCarr? Like I, either of them would be fine. And the stars, you know, you couldn't really lose picking between the two. And I'm just really glad to have uh, Miro on the team. I'm, I'm glad he's, you know, kind of getting a chance to be more of the, the alpha on the, on the defense this year with, with Klinger being gone as well. Yeah, and and let's not forget, like if, if we can clap back at Avs fans if they say, "Oh, Makar's better," and we can just let them know who else did you get in that draft? Because we can name everybody <laughs> that we got in that draft. I mean, we got Robo in that draft, did we not? Yeah. I mean, it, we got who else did we get in the the twenty seventeen? A different draft. <laughs> Robo was, was it draft. Otter? Was that the year they drafted Otter? Was like in Otter the... Robo. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up here. So let's see. Got, oh right, because Ro- Robo was the second round pick. I was thinking he's the first round pick. Yeah, yeah. Miro, Otter. Then we got Robo. Miro, Otter, Robo. Yeah, and there was a there was like a fourth that was that's I, I can't remember. Maybe it was like Peterson or something. Miro, Otter, Robo, uh, Jacob Peterson. Yeah, you say uh, we got Petey. Jacob Peterson in round five that year. Um, round five. That's about five. it for that year. Now, who did Colorado get? Uh, they see they got McCarr, they got Connor Timmons, who he didn't even play for them anymore. Um, nope. And I think that's about it. Yeah. yeah they, okay. So they hit well on on their first round pick. Great, but we have we got like cornerstones of the franchise right. in one draft there, and and man, like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe pivot from giving credit uh, Jim Nill deserves credit. Don't get me wrong, but how about our player development department, right? How about people that are working in player development for the stars? They've developed tons of talent from the, the last few drafts that we've had. Um, it, it's just really impressive. Mm-hmm. What's what's coming up the pipeline. And I'll go back to what uh, you were saying uh, bubbles about um, some of the young players we have on this team. This might be the most exciting young core I've seen as a Stars fan in my lifetime. I mean, Robertson and Ottinger and Miro and Rupe. And I mean, uh, I'll even shout out Wyatt Johnston, right? Um, Ty DeLandria, I think, is going to blossom into a two-way forward, kind of like Foxa, but maybe a, a little bit quicker, right? Great young core. And I'm excited to yeah. see like everybody getting locked down and everybody playing well. And it's all homegrown too, you know, because like really the only big free agent they they signed Marchment this year, which he's he's been good, but he's like he's not I wouldn't he's say part core. of the core four on the team, right? So the only other no. player that's in our shall we say core that's not uh, that wasn't drafted by the Stars would I suppose be uh, Pavelski or or Sagan, who you know we didn't draft him, but he he was traded. It's been like almost ten years since that trade, so. It almost feels like he was, you know, he's a homegrown player. He's pretty much a homegrown, yeah. yeah. Basically. I mean, he was yeah. young when he came here, too, so. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you, uh, Peter Torelli. Never gets old. Yeah, Perfect. that guy made some questionable trades. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, hey, up next, guys, one more segment. Uh, we'll dive into some of our favorite games this season and then uh, take a quick trip and look ahead at December. All right, now back at it. So to kind of wrap up this initial talk, the first two months, there's been a lot of really memorable games in the first, uh, what is it, 24. So I'd love to pick y'all's brains on some of your favorites, maybe two or three that really have stood out. Um, what are Because there have been some really fun losses in the past couple of weeks, um, especially, you know, this Thanksgiving week that just passed. Uh, had quite a couple of really crazy ones. So uh, Jimbo, anything really stick out to you? Yeah, well, uh, the best game was obviously the the 2-0 win over the Capitals uh, because I went to that game, so that's why it was the best one. Um, and I went to that game. game. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw you there. Um, yeah. Ironic. And uh, let's see. The, the one the other night, Chicago, I still can't believe they pulled that one out. When they were down 4-1, to one, I was uh, I was visiting some family in, uh, in Las Vegas, uh, you know, Knights fans, as it were, but uh, you know, I was visiting some family there and I, we were, we were watching the game and I, they fell behind four one. I was about to just, you know, turn it off. I was so, you know, mad. I'm like, really going to lose to this crappy Chicago team. And then they did something that I believe no other team had done in I don't NHL history. Yeah. yeah. To, to give up, you know, to fall behind at that point in the game by three and then come back to win in regulation. Like they just opened up a can on Chicago and I, I love to see it because I, you know, I particularly hate the Blackhawks. Um, I guess on the on the downside, like when they had that early road trip, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, or T- Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, Boston. They, you know, they started out okay. They lost in overtime in Toronto. I mean, they they beat Montreal, which you know, this game they should win. Montreal's not great, but then they, you know, that back to back, they lose, get nothing out of Ottawa and Bo- it seems like you know Groundhog Day. Like every year, we we can't seem to ever beat Ottawa anymore. And it really pisses me off. I want to bang my head into a brick wall, but so that one was. Um, that one was kind of not so fun. It still uh, sticks in my craw a little bit, but overall you can't complain much. They're in first place. And, you know, even the most recent game beating the, the crap out of the blues was uh, that was a lot of fun too. That's, that's something that the blues used to do to us and we went and did it to them in St. Louis. So that was, that was a lot of fun. I, I was glad to, glad to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Brando, you've been to a couple games this year. Which ones have. have you been to? Um, gosh, I've been to, I went to the San Jose game. I was at the, uh, I was at the Kings game. Um, I went and saw us beat the piss out of Nashville, which was, it's every time we beat Nashville is, is just a highlight for me. Um, I, I think I've told you guys this, my parents moved up to Nashville probably about five, six years ago. Um, and my stepfather kind of adopted the predators as, you know, his team. And Uh. I I told him beforehand, I told him like during the first, you know, year of his, they're, they're living up there. I was like, you cannot be a fan of them. Like you realize how invested I am in the stars and everything. And okay, sure. And now he's (laughs) Thanksgiving comes by and he walks into the, the kitchen wearing a Preds sweatshirt. I'm like, Get that ugly piss-colored sweater off of yourself right Gross. now. You just can't even oh. look. Oh no! Um, so every time I get to you know watch us speed up the Preds, when we went back to back on the Preds, that was fun for me. I'd say that's a pretty big highlight for me. I mean, what was it four one five two four one five one something like that? It just wasn't four one five one. Yeah. Uh, yep. 
we 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 bucked the trend. The third game we beat Winnipeg four one again. Should have been six one. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would say that call the. I'm sorry, the Chicago game. Like like Jimbo had said, like that was insane. I mean, nine minutes and thirty six seconds left. I think in the game we're down by three, and and I was thinking to myself, this is over, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nope. Um, every everybody's going ape, you know, whatever, and and people are calling me, texting me, are you watching this game? I'm like, yeah, man, this is insane. I can't believe we're coming back. Um, and to win in in regulation, I think we won by like two goals in regulation too, right? In that game, yeah, they got an empty netter uh, empty net to win it six to four after six four. being down four to one. Four to one. Like, <laughs> not much time left. It's I mean. Insane. Eight minutes five ago, goals nine in the third ago. period is is insane in itself. Yeah. But, and seeing uh, all the the you know mad Blackhawks fans, uh, you know, you know, kind of skulk their way out of the building. Three cups in six years. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Is there any better like just sight in the world than when you watch a sad Blackhawks fan, a sad Blues fan, um, or a sad Predators fan leaving the arena in shame when their team gets just absolutely crapped on dumped on by the stars there's nothing yeah, better division yeah. rival games those yeah. are always the best to be at when you go go to aac it's my favorite site i just want to wave them all goodbye <laughs> like just go <laughs> leave please never come back yes drive home safely back to you know plano or wherever they're you know the, the blackhawks fans in the building were coming from not chicago exactly arlington yeah yeah hey i heard that I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, if, if I was to kind of sum up the season, like maybe four games, I would start with the first one at Nashville where we just explode. Marchman has multiple goals and it's just like, whoa, this is different. This is a new system. And that's really stuck with us. We've had a lot of games similar to that where we just show our offensive power and blow the doors off people, uh, but play smart enough defense where we only allow one or two at most. Um, so I thought that first game, really set the tone for the, you know, the rest of the season so far. Um, yeah. I mean, new to system. That wasn't the new system's been, been a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. I'd say if uh, just to maybe nitpick for a second, um, I, I'd love to see the stars maybe shore up a few things defensively. Um, I'd love to see the stars be play more disciplined, not take as many penalties. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think the new system, as far as its offensive prowess, is is really kind of – it's obviously covering more often than not for a lot of the mistakes that the Stars might be making. Um, and we've got a perennial just all-star goaltender that's that's been our probably our best defender of the year, I would say, um, in Ottinger. And then Wedge, I mean, geez, what a game he just had too, right? He's given us good minutes and mm-hmm. – um, so, um, overall pretty balanced, um, maybe a little bit heavier on the offensive side, but, um, uh, great season so far. Love yeah. It. I think that first game really showed that and, and set the tone immediately, which is surprising for a new coach to have such a quick, quick flip. Um, you've heard a lot of interviews with players, uh, especially back in October where like Rupe and Sagan were both like, yeah, we're not, we're not dumping and chasing anymore. We're literally <laughs> skating in and attacking. And then when we get a lead, we don't just stay back and play defense we're trying to kick him in the teeth you know how do you how do you get rid of a bully punch him in the mouth and they've really taken on that attitude and they have the talent to do it they've had it for a few years uh minus sagan and ben's you know injury troubles but 
they've they've got guys that can score. The system's really held them back, and and that proves that. So, you know, coach bonus, bless his heart, really great guy, but really bad hockey coach the past two years. Worked great in the bubble, but um, after that, man, yeah. it 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 was holding us back. You can really see it. We've added a few guys with Marchment and um, Lundqvist a little bit. Getting rid of Klingberg, I think, has helped too defensively. But um, yeah, just the system itself. It's a mindset and the way we play. It's just we play better with this new coach. Um, For sure. So so super cool. You know, but one other random stat I was going to throw at you back to Jamie Ben for a second. You know he's winning sixty one percent of his faceoffs. Yeah, I was year. talking to my roommate about that uh, last night during the game, and I was telling him, I'm like, man, I honestly feel like every time Jamie Ben goes up up for a faceoff, he's winning at least eight out of 10 of them. And I think he, yeah. he had some ridiculous face-off stat the game before St. Louis, maybe. Honestly, he won like 17 of, of 20. I, I don't know what the exact stat was from that specific game, but I mean, he he lost yeah. maybe like two or three face-offs in an entire game. I mean, if this holds, it would be 5% better than any other season that he's ever had. Jedi, five percent. He's a dot Jedi. That's yeah. what I call him. And he's even Foxa, who's always been known as a really good faceoff guy, he's still doing a full point and a half better on faceoffs this year than any other faceoff or than any other year in his career. It's early, I know, but it's like I don't know. Is that something that's being coached? Is that something that you know these the, the players are fresher? You know, they're they're not being. Uh, you know, we're able to focus on, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, we're a quarter way through the season, so. Yeah, hey, you've, you've got a decent sample size to t- to say that they're doing a fantastic job on the dots, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we thought that was one of Coach Bonus's best best parts of, of his teams were the face-offs, but it looks like that's translated, you know. Talent's yeah. talent. I, don't, I mean, yeah, you get some and skills he- coaches to teach you how to win, but. I don't think changing head coaches makes you lose that ability. Hard you know, to teach this, hand-to-eye coordination on the face-offs. Jamie's just and not to get it? too um, not to get too like you know high-level hockey on you guys, but you know when you win the face-off, it usually means you have the puck, and then when you have the puck, you're more likely oh. statistically to go and score. So like oh. it's kind of what I know. It's a crazy thing. Like that's kind of this new wave of like advanced analytics that you know. Is, is kind of sweeping its way yeah. through the league now, but that's something you guys may want to, you know, kind of educate yourselves on a little bit, you know. It used to be overrated to have the puck to to be able to score. I mean, that was so overrated, but now analytics yeah. are suggesting that to score, you do need to possess it. Um, except you don't just want to throw time. it in the zone and chase after it, because that was kind of fun, right? Who was that, who was that one team that scored on themselves when there was a delayed penalty and accidentally like dumped the puck back in their own net? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the I only remember that. Ha- I can't remember what team it was. I know it almost happened to the Stars in a playoff game at yep. one time. Like It went off the post against the, the Canucks, I want to say, in 07. Um, we had a delayed penalty, and someone – Madano or – it, or Madonna missed the puck. Like if someone tried to pass it all the way around the boards to Madonna and it, it, it got past his stick at the blue line and rolled all the way down and like <laughs> almost went in the goal. Like that would have been it, in freaking like, it might've been game seven too. Like it was, you know, it's a big game against the, <laughs> the Canucks, but that would have been like an all time embarrassment if that would have went in, in the playoffs, Oof. but fortunately it didn't That's right, open up the, uh, the stars, uh, stars fan pain vault for a second there. Cause that we ended up losing that game anyway, but. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Time will heal. 
eventually. But, um, time has you yeah, I, a better team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're better now than back then. Yeah. No Robo's more uh, break uh, Madonna's record. Yeah. We don't need Ribeiro. We got Robo. Or, or we don't need Robida. We got Robo. I mean, that's all way. we need. Yeah. <laughs> my, oh my. Well, that national game. Dangles were fun. <laughs> that first Nashville game, right? Really, the first two, you kind of lump them together. They felt like the same game. New system, which we, we just talked about. I mean, that set the tone immediately. Um, kind of go back and forth. Uh, the next few weeks, some road and home games, mostly wins. Uh, but yeah, that Ottawa loss was frustrating. The Boston loss was right there, especially against Coach Monty, which would have been nice to have. But, you know, Boston's really good this year, too, with him. So can't really hang our heads too low on that. Uh, but the next game that really stuck out was actually the Edmonton game at up there. Um, Connor McDavid, you know, started off the season hot, and this is a big season for Edmonton yeah. to take that next step from getting swept by the Colorado uh, Abs in the uh, conference final last year to just kind of dominate this year and hopefully get to the cup final, which Canada hasn't seen in a while, um, besides the COVID Canadians. <laughs> right. But um, the fact we went up there and just bitch slapped them. In the face, six to two. I mean, <laughs> the the Oilers were really held to very minimal offense. Um, it, even Colin Miller got a goal, which is pretty rare these days. Um, you know, he let Drysaddle uh, get one, get Nurse another okay. one in the third. That Drysaddle but... goal, in my opinion, should not have counted because I'm pretty sure Drysaddle sawed our our defender's stick in half and then shot it and scored. So that's just yeah. not the over there. Six, two, six, Robert, yeah. Robertson got a goal. Jamie Ben he had a hat trick that game. I don't know if we remember that. We do. But, um, yeah. yeah. Right. There's been so much that happened Patty. since then. I almost forgot about that. But you know what? I was gonna I was gonna bring that up or bring up after that game. You know, so they they went up there. They beat the crap out of Edmonton. Then they they go to Winnipeg. They lay an egg there. Uh, they get yeah. smoked five to one. Then they come yeah. back home against the Sharks, who were terrible, and they lay an egg there and they lose. And then what the reason I'm bringing this up, the next game after that, they had like 36 hours later, like they had a like a 1 p.m. game at Philadelphia. Philly. Not an easy spot to like, you know, on a short rest. You know, you got to you know fly from Dallas to Philly. I mean, it's like what a three hour flight, four hour flight, whatever. And then, you know, you lose an hour on the time zone change and then at, you got a 1 p.m. game. It would have been easy for them to come out and just be kind of, you know, sleepwalking through that game. But no, they beat the crap out of the Flyers. Uh, in that game and then it kind of like righted the ship stabilized them and I think this team has shown that they you know can be resilient like that even you know they went and uh, smoked St. Louis last night after they you know really you know got well they lost four to one against the abs that was kind of a the schedule makers kind of screwed us on that one they had three games in four nights and then that you know the last game being at Denver I mean that's never going to be an easy game, but oh, the yeah, past the, weekend, yeah, yeah, the way they've been able to, you know, after a, a bad loss or two, they've been able to, you know, right the ship quickly, which which is good because you know there have been years in the past where they would really let those like have these wild streaks that they would, you know, win six in a row, lose five in a row, and it's just it, it was just kind of <laughs> uh, yeah. too much at, at times. Yeah, and, and on that point, um, that that's kind of my next and, and third game out of the four so go from Edmonton early November really set the tone with, against a good team in our conference um, and just prove you can do that on any given night yeah take the few L's the one at Philly Th those are good but I think a really interesting game which we should remember is Florida yeah we lost in a close game mm -hmm. at Tampa but the next game at Florida we took a huge early lead 
almost, almost blew it. Yeah. Almost. So it was 4-0 in the first period, then it was 4-1, 5-1, and then start trickling 5-3 after yeah. the second, and then 5-4 thanks to Matt Kachuk, the little, little rat who got beat up that game um, late <laughs> in the third. But then they held on. Bergman whooping his butt it was great. Yeah, Kicked I remember ass. getting the updates on my phone. I had to level with you guys. I was not watching that. I was uh, on a boat somewhere in the Caribbean. So uh, yeah, but I'm okay. glad that, that was impressive. Stay humble. Sorry, man. sorry. Yeah, cue the Vivaldi. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the the fact they held on there, guys, really stuck out to me because there's been so many years, as recent Stars fans probably remember. There's been big leads before and then it just gets eaten away because we play prevent defense and this was a weird game the whole vibe of it was really strange because florida were basically giving us those goals because they played so bad and then they came back because they actually got it together as a real hockey team but the fact the stars could mentally go from oh this is easy street to oh whoa whoa settle down boys and little kitties um they were able to hold on and I think that that mentally proved that this team is really capable of some some big games, which then, of course, leads into last week. Um, kind of the choose from, yeah, the Chicago game, where they're not ever going to be out of any game the rest of the season. And we saw that. Before, the Colorado shootout loss, that was close. Winnipeg, another overtime loss. That was a comeback. Yeah, like you said, J- uh, Jimbo, that Colorado game was crappy, but that was a schedule thing. We come back, yeah. full night of rest, beat the crap out of St. Louis, a division rival, who'd been on a hot streak, right? I think they'd won seven games straight. So I think we can all be honest about that St. Louis game, too. We yeah. we owned the entire game, so we made the whole game look bad. Wedge wall was great. Um, you know, if the team's rested, man, they have so much talent, and they have such a great system right now. Boy, it's fun to watch. Yeah. They're, I think you said this earlier, Brando, but third in, in power play and third in PK. I mean, that's a pretty good combination right there. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Power play percentage, third, uh, power play percentage tied third. Penalty kill percentage, third place outright. Face off win percentage, third outright. We're not that far behind mm. some people. So, yeah. yeah. The NHL's leading goal scorer, the top two NHL point getters in the month of November. Times are good, guys. Times are this great. is exciting. I'm cautiously yeah. optimistic. You know, I've been a fan since the 2008 Cinco de Moro game uh, as a kid that really stuck with me and later became a season uh, ticket yes. holder and started the page. So, um, been a lot of ups and downs. So, it's hard to say that this will hold up for a whole season. But, um, you know, I tip my hat on that 2015 16 run where we basically took off like a rocket and never really looked back and took over the West and, and had the one seed by the playoff time. So, um, we're going to be fighting with Vegas and I guess Winnipeg if they stay decent, who knows, who's, who knows if that's going to happen. I think uh, Vegas. Yes. Not sure if Winnipeg can, can withstand yeah. what they're doing personally. They have a lot of things going on internally, I feel like, but somehow they're playing good. Yeah. Hockey. Yeah. You got Seattle up there too. And then, um, at Winnipeg, then kind of everybody that's one else thing that that's one thing that helps, uh, you know, the case potentially for Robo to win the heart is, you know, the stars are in first place in their division right now. Like, I mean, McDavid is the, obviously the other guy that's definitely going to be in there till the end, but the Oilers right now are in a wild card spot. I mean, they're a 10, 11 points behind Vegas. So if, if they don't 
go out there and, you know, win the division or even, you know, get second place in their own division, you know, if they just have kind of an average season, but McDavid is amazing. I mean, you could definitely make the argument the heart should go to someone on a, a team that's actually won more. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. The stars are fifth in the league and Edmonton's way down there at 15. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I personally would, and and I'm trying to say this in the most unbiased way possible, but I don't think that's possible. I think <laughs> Robo's got it right now. Personally, he'd be my front runner. Um, it just with uh, he's just he's just more valuable to his team than, I mean, you got you got McDavid. He's got Drysaddle on his wing. You know what I mean? And again, like you guys said, they're not doing very well yeah. this year, right? They're barely holding on to a playoff spot. I mean. Uh, Jason Roberts' yeah. play, especially this month, this last month, has is, is just been ridiculous. The Oilers are screwed because they lost Evander Kane. But just think about that for a second. Like, if that guy who was, you know, basically any team could have signed him, and that guy was like one of your key cogs that you had to have him, or, you know, your your team's going to be mediocre at best. I mean, and I'm not taking anything away from McDavid and Dreisaitl, but, yeah, I mean, the Oilers are not a very deep team, it doesn't seem like. So, no. I, I, no. the Stars. They always have you... trouble at goaltending, too. They've yeah. always got shaky goaltending, and they don't really have good depth at defense either. I mean, yeah. We put up, I think, six on them when we were up there. Yeah, 6-2. we got a yeah. five-game homestand coming up, guys. Oh. Yeah, so let's, yes. let's look ahead here at the month of December, so – Christmas time. It's always fun to go to a few games this time of year because it's cold oh, out. Yeah. And there's a lot For of division sure. games. You know, the Chicago Thanksgiving game is usually one of the best because it's half red, half green. Um, so it feels yep. very festive. And then when the Stars win, half the stadium is just very sad and quiet. Um, so I really <laughs> love that. But, uh, but, I mean, we got Toronto coming in. That's a big-time one. Go see Austin Matthews, an Arizona native. Uh, Jimbo, your favorite, Ottawa, right after that. Oh, and then God. everybody's favorite, Detroit. Those assholes come in on a Saturday night. Uh, I'm sorry, Saturday. That's a 1 p.m. Yeah, we got so that's a 1 p.m. matinee. That'll be fun. Yeah, as long it's as the it beats Ottawa, I'm cool. <laughs> we go one and four. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Minnesota this Sunday at two o'clock. So a couple matinees. We'll beat Anaheim. I think we'll beat really Anaheim, like Minnesota, Detroit. Um, Ottawa's looking good this year. So is Toronto, but yeah. Yeah, and then they have a hard road trip after that. They got Pittsburgh, really Jersey, who, back you know, back. before the season, you wouldn't have said New Jersey was rough. But, I mean, yeah, and then Washington, who's been, you know, okay. Yeah. We already beat them once, though. Um, Carolina, Carolina yeah. Columbus. Yeah, so it's it's uh, oh, five at home, five are, on the road. Yeah. Those are historically tough road games. If I remember right, right, Carolina. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's Columbus another one. It's especially. like I just have PTSD at this point because we never win in Columbus anymore. It's just a freaking disaster. It feels yeah. like every time we go there, the freaking cannon's going off because the Stars just gave up a, you know, another, uh, you know, garbage, uh, you know, empty net goal or something. Yeah, it's just, um, Columbus is almost last in the league right now after making that's that true. big splash for Johnny Hockey. Yep. Yeah. Well, hopefully Sometimes... they sold enough season tickets that uh, you know it was worth yeah. it for him. But yeah, they're they're really struggling, and I I think Warinsky is is out as well for the season. I, I want to say so. That's Columbus has really got problems. So that's hopefully we can get a W there. Yeah, Anaheim's dead last in the league. So. Oof. Those are gonna be some nice breathers. Then you get all these heavyweights um, ahead in these next ten games. Uh, the after that, to wrap up before Christmas. 
Edmonton comes in, then Montreal. Those are both going to be really close. Um, then afterwards, Brando, your favorite, Nashville, and then at Minnesota. I think you um, first pronounced her name. It's I think it's pronounced Trashville. Trashville. Ooh, yes. got him. Uh, then Minnesota and then San Jose for New Year's Eve. So definitely get your tickets for at least New Year's Eve. And uh, yeah. gosh, some of these Canadian teams coming in who are good this year. That's cool, too, to see some of these fan bases who travel well, Toronto and uh, Montreal, Detroit. Yep. Yeah. When I take the TRE up to Dallas, I'll tell you what, it's interesting to see where people are from and what jerseys they're wearing. Yep. Whenever I take <laughs> the TRE up to the up to Victory Station. So I got a train yeah. right across the street from my house. It's pretty nice. Oh, nice. Um, can get trash at the games and just take the train. <laughs> it is beautiful, isn't it? It's something yeah. that, like, you know, in other countries, like, not to get, you know, go off on a tangent, but like in me and my wife just went to London a, a couple months ago and like over there you can just go to my any wife. like any soccer game my wife uh, yes wife. um we <laughs> we you know the the trains over there you can just go to any game and you can just drink as much as you want and then you can just take the train home because the train will take you pretty much anywhere you want to go like you don't even really need a car over there most of the time it seems like so i wish it was more like that here in dallas but you know we'll, we'll see if we ever get the dart system expanded to uh, be able to actually take more people around to more desirable, you know, uptown. You can't even really get from, you know, uptown to anywhere useful on the train because you have to get off at the city place station and take the trolley. I don't know why I'm talking about this right now, but I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> You're like you know, examining I, I, the transportation system. I know. Dallas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm in- infrastructure, man. Well, I don't and, give a sh- I don't give a damn because the train go the train station is literally right across the street from my neighborhood. If I mm-hmm. get too trash, I could literally walk home from the train station. It would take me twenty minutes. It's pretty nice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they can keep it as so you're as, lucky. They can keep yeah. it the same. They could do nothing more, and I'd still be a happy man. Yeah. Maybe not you, Jimbo. I'm sorry about that. No. Hey, down happy. here in Agtown, we ain't got nothing. So. Yeah. Just build more parking around AAC. I know Gallardi's trying to milk it for all the money he can, which God bless him. That's great. He and, and the pros are doing a great job. They're going to build a new <laughs> five-star, beautiful hotel uh, right next door where I think the Uber line is to the left of the AAC. Oh, so great. Construction will start soon there. Is there going to be another um, Moxie's inside? Or is Gallardi? No, uh, Moxie's is a fine establishment. I, I hope yeah. you realize that's good for happy hour, so. I know oh. it, it's tasty. Yeah, it's a, it's a little a uh, little pricey uh, for happy hour. Like there's probably you know cheaper watering holes, but uh, yeah, no, that was just you know since Gallardi is uh, you know the owner of all those, I just didn't uh, know if he's going to try to uh, just stick a moxies in any new uh, new hotel he goes in around the AAC. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. Well, I mean, we appreciate Gallardi as a, a podcast. We are pro Gallardi just because of how much he spends on this team. Yeah, the marketing budget true. I, I think could be better. We could have a whole show just on the woes with that. But as far as salary cap, like we talked about, they're spinning up to the full the full thing. So props to Yeah, no, for, he's he's not that. mailing it in. There have been times where I, I questioned some of the things that he, you know, said or, or maybe didn't say publicly. Like you, you wondered, is he is he too involved? Is he not involved enough? Like what's really going on here? But overall, yeah, I guess we can't complain. From where the team was, you know, it, basically bankrupt and then he comes in and, and buys a team and he's he's clear that he he wants to build a winner and, yeah. and do it fast and he's you know ever 
it's been what nine, 10 years now that he's on the team and we've been spending, spending, spending. They haven't all worked, but things are kind of, you know, I would say, like, like you said earlier, Brando, I mean, I, yeah. I feel like the roster is about as deep uh, right now as it is at any point that I can yeah. remember, you know, watching the team. So, yeah. And it's it, a lot of it's young, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's young, um, yep. young players that have a lot of hockey left to play on pretty darn good contracts with the exception of, you know, I'm, I'm still going to say Ben and Sagan are not on great contracts right now. Um, ben playing more up to it than, than Sagan, I would say, but Sagan's still kind of, yeah. I think he's still getting his feet. Um, and he hasn't played terrible this year, I wouldn't say. Um, but yeah, future looks bright for the stars. Let me ask you something. Do you think this is the last uh, big contract that Jim Neal does? Because, you know, he, he signed, I guess he did a, what, a one-year extension, right? So he, he's not necessarily here for the long term. Uh, he might be getting ready to kind of, you know, wrap it up. Like he might retire, you know, hand hand the reins over to, uh, you know, some hand-picked successor that, you know, we don't know their name right now probably, but someone in the Stars front office. Huh. I mean, this could be the last big deal that, that Neil does, just looking at, no. you know, what other guys coming up would need a contract. I don't see that many in the next year or two. I personally think that no. Jim Neal is going to get extended past this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 and I think that that answer or the question you just asked was the answer was a lot more ominous, maybe three, four, five months ago than it is right now. I think since the team yeah. is performing well, it's, it's giving a good indication to somebody like Gallardi. Like I, I probably need to keep Jim Neal around a little bit longer. Yeah. Right? If he wants it. I guess that that was my. It seemed like he was in his uh, press conference. That's, a, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. He is kind of old. I, I just don't know if he if he wants to do it much more than this year or maybe the year after. Well, he might want to stick around this. family and and like retire, be around family a little bit more too, right? Yeah. I mean, didn't, is his wife still? Uh, is she still doing okay? I I know she. Oh, cancer. Yeah, I, I think I thought, so. I didn't. I thought she was uh like terminal as well. Um. Uh, I wasn't sure if she, I, I didn't keep up on that, but yeah. maybe he wants to spend more time with the family. I'm not sure. Again, I'm not, that's kind of what I was thinking. I would, I would hope that, you know, if, if I, I would hope she's doing okay now, if, if it was like, you know, something where she didn't have that much time left, I, I figured he, maybe he would have already walked away, but um, you know, yeah, I, I, that's what I was kind of thinking is maybe he rides off into the sunset after this season or, or next, but you know what? Let's just um, let's make it easier for him. Let's go out and win the cup this year, and then he can uh, just ride off into the sunset. There, you don't have to prove anything to anybody. Yeah, there we go. Well, boys, this has been exciting. A lot of great news. Um, shout out to the the full front office for setting this up together, mm -hmm. and um, Robo being our MVP. Um, I'd say not even just November, but for the season so far. Oh just yeah, for him to not really do any training camp beforehand, but uh, whatever he did in the offseason got him ready. So props to him uh, physically and mentally for just jumping in and leading this team to a lot of victories so far. Um, yes, sir. Well, just as a reminder, everybody, so Dallas Hockey fans on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, if you dare, follow us for all the latest news and fun content related to our favorite team, the Dallas Stars. Um, again, we're trying to do these weekly, so we're getting back on the horse um, now that the season's well underway. So looking forward to having Jimbo and Brando and other special guests join us throughout. So if you have any tips or tricks, always feel free to message us on our social platforms. Um, 
Any last yeah, thoughts, DM guys? Us and let us know if you like. Let us know if there are specific topics you want us to discuss too. Right? I mean, that's love to hear a little bit more from hear back from the fans and and see what you guys want us to talk about for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, we'll be messaging some people on the page as well to get some fan interviews these next few weeks. So if you get messaged by us, it's not a scam. We're actually trying to get you on, so um, <laughs> just be aware of that. And if you're really excited and want to be on, then just mm-hmm. give us a message. We're happy. We to... just need six digits of your social security number. You can yeah, get, you yeah. can pick which six, but uh, we just need six. The I need six. a picture of the front of your credit card and then the first four digits of your mm-hmm. pin number. Yep. Correct. Yeah, Correct. but other than that, I mean, it's it's very non-invasive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just oh. a normal vetting process. Uh huh. Also, Andrew, I really think we should do another ticket giveaway soon. I I, I do, too, Brandon. This. Yeah, Heck we yeah. should. Maybe we should set something up like that in the future too. Yeah. Um. Any season ticket holders listening, we're happy to give away your tickets to <laughs> wanting stars fans or people who have never attended a game before. We're, we're willing to. Andrew, I'm a season ticket holder. You are a season ticket holder. I am. I could just like theoretically give away tickets, my tickets. If do I want a contest, to win Brando's tickets. Yeah, you can you can win my tickets. We'll do something like that soon. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Good ideas, guys. Uh, well, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Texas Hockey Talk. I'm Andrew, aka Bubbles. Uh, along with Brando and Jimbo. We appreciate you guys now sure. and forever. Go Stars! Dallas Stars! Dallas Stars! There you go. Stars! Thank you for listening to another episode of Texas Hockey Talk. If you like what you heard today, please give us a rating on our Apple or Spotify accounts and help us get seen by more Stars fans or hockey fans like you. We'll see you next time.